Hey, my name is Anna Brubaker, and I am the creator and host of Humans of Montclair, a Montclair, New Jersey-based podcast documenting the lives of citizens, businesses, and projects throughout our town. One of my first childhood memories in Montclair has to do with my entire family piling into our minivan to go on a first spring trip. After a long, typical Montclair winter, we would celebrate the first sunny days of spring by going to Van Vleck Gardens. As I got older, I started doing more research on this historic Montclair landmark and realized that Van Vleck is even more than just a beautiful estate and sanctuary. The Van Vleck Estate and Gardens was gifted to the Montclair Foundation, a 501c3 organization that supports nonprofits in the greater Montclair area. Since then, the Montclair Foundation has prioritized a strong commitment to the historic preservation of Van Vleck House and Gardens for the community's education, cultural enrichment, and enjoyment, all while continuing to award grants and strengthening the Montclair community. On this week's episode of Humans of Montclair, I sat down with the Montclair Foundation and Van Vleck House and Gardens. I spoke to Anita Peterson, Director of Development, Eileen Lundberg, Communications Manager at the Montclair Foundation, Laura Roberts, the Director of Horticulture for Van Vleck Gardens, and Educator at the Montclair Foundation and Van Vleck House and Gardens, Denise Sparth. I spoke with the four of them about the history of the Montclair Foundation, the local nonprofit support that they provide, as well as the profound impact that Van Vleck and the Montclair Foundation have had on the Montclair community during the height of the pandemic. All right, so the first question I want to ask all of you are, um, what are your names? What do you do for Montclair? Or what's your job here? And then lastly, what's one thing that you love about Montclair? Hi, this is Eileen Lundberg. I'm the communications manager at the Montclair Foundation. Uh, my name is Anita Peterson. I'm the director of development at the Montclair Foundation, Van Vleck House and Gardens, which basically means I fundraise for the organization. Um, so I run the annual fund campaign. I work with the grants committee on our twice a year grant cycle. Um, I handle membership at Van Vleck. And I also run a nonprofit roundtable series that runs six to eight times per year. And I would say what I love most about Montclair is the philanthropic nature of the community. How when something does happen, everybody just comes out and, and supports people. I'm Laura Roberts, the Director of Horticulture um, for Van Black House and Garden. And my job is primarily make, um, maintaining the grounds, but I also have a lot of other branches into various types of tasks, everything from taking pictures for the social media posts to teaching adult education, decorating for fundraisers. Um, I, get, I get a really wide palette of different types of things to do, but I'm in charge of everything that lives and grows in the garden. And the thing that I love most about Montclair, I'd have to say that people are really generous with their time and effort. I have such a great group of volunteers uh, from Montclair and the surrounding areas. And without them, everything that we do would just not be possible. My name's Denise Sparth. I'm an educator at um the Montclair Foundation, Van Luck House and Gardens. So I teach family programs. I teach kids gardening classes. Um, I help out with some of the administrative end of um, what we do here at, at Van Vleck. Um, and I 
love Montclair because of the diversity of um, different um, people who live here, as well as all the different organizations and nonprofits. So there's definitely something for everyone here in, in town. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, the Montclair Foundation was established in April of 1979, and since then it's played such an important role in this town. Can all three of you maybe tell us a bit more about the history of the Montclair Foundation? Well, what's interesting is the Montclair Foundation was started by three elderly widows who had no heirs, and it was uh, Catherine Lyman, um, Mrs. Stearns, and Virginia Sautel. And the lawyer that worked with him with them is George Harris. Um, and George Harris actually is still a very generous supporter of our organization and lives in Wyoming with his wife, actually. They retired out there. So um, they pulled their funds together to really start uh, a foundation kind of based on like the New York Community Trust, um, other kind of community foundations to be able to give back to um, the local nonprofits and all the great work they do. I could add um, one of our first grants was made um, to the Montclair Fire Department, and it was to purchase a Jaws of Life uh, extricator for people who were in vehicular accidents. And then from there, um, come to 2022, we've given $2.8 million uh, to over 100 nonprofits in the area. It's incredible. It's a big amount of money, and it's, it's amazing. What brought all of you to the Montclair Foundation? Um, well, I would have to say, that the garden is what brought me to the Montclair Foundation. Um, it was one of the sites that I visited with study groups when I was studying to be an arborist. And I really loved it and was excited when a job position was open that I could apply for. Um, my love of plants is, is really what drew me in. Well, I was working actually as the foundation manager at the Montclair Public Library Foundation, and I had been there for 10 years and um, heard about the job opening. And um, I had actually applied for grants for the library from the Montclair Foundation and had received them. And I had also attended the nonprofit roundtable series and was able to go over to Van Vleck and just see all the beauty and just the combination of all of those things really made me want to apply for the job. And I was so happy I got it. So I started out as a volunteer um, at Van Vleck um, in 2012, and I worked um, in the education department with Michelle Wiesner as a docent for her field trip programs. And then I also volunteered, you know, at Plant Sale, at Roses to Rock Gardens and all the other events in town. And then I was lucky enough in 2016 to be hired as a part-time educator. So I was thrilled um, to have that opportunity as well also really great answers. I like how um, both Denise um, and Laura um, highlighted the um, the fact that the gardens are here. I mean, I forgot to mention it earlier, but the Van Vleck House and Gardens were um, acquired, I guess, as um, a donation and a gift from um, the Van Vleck family. And it's a big part of the Montclair Foundation. And it's something that I honestly did not know until I started volunteering at the Van Vleck. Um, I was working there with a few friends through the high school key club for um, one of the Van Vleck holiday events. And it was only then when I realized that this is part of the Montclair Foundation. The Van Vleck Gardens has played such a pivotal role in my childhood and going there and being able to realize its beauty as I'm older. It's just something I did not realize was, you know, part of such a 
bigger organization or such a bigger part of Montclair than it already is. And it's definitely something as I've gotten older, I've taken into account and experienced lots of gratitude for. What do all of you love the most about working for the Montclair Foundation? Well, I would just like to cite, you know, sort of what our response was during COVID. Um, you know, I was just so proud of our response to the community and to need that was out there. You know, um, from providing grants, emergency fund grants to our um, local nonprofits, but also we were just a source of respite and relaxation and escape from people who were like trapped in their homes, you know, going crazy and not knowing what the next day was gonna bring. So just, you know, our dual mission of grant giving, but also providing this beautiful oasis, the combination really just, I think, just made such an impact to me and, and what our response was during that time. So it's really hard to pick just one thing that I love the most about working there because it is, in a certain sense, a dream job if ever I could have had one. Um, but I would have to say really tops on the list, ties in a little bit with what Anita was saying as far as our connection to our visitors. Um, anytime that I meet a visitor in the garden who has questions about plants or about the garden, so rewarding to see people enjoying it and appreciating it and to be able to share my knowledge with them. I mean, the Montclair Foundation and Van Vleck House and Gardens does just such an amazing job in terms of, you know, giving grants to local um, community groups, but also having this beautiful oasis in town, you know, in one of the most densely populated states in the country, you know, Northern New Jersey, um, it's just, we're so lucky to have this in, in Montclair, but also just all the great things that we've been doing in terms of, you know, our different events, um, our, um, you know, the things Laura does and, and all the educational programming that we do, and we can really offer a lot to lots of different kinds of people. So not only do we have you know, groups of kids coming from Newark, but we have local um, schools in Montclair that get to come on field trips. And then we get to do, you know, adult ed classes. We reach out to the seniors. We do programs for special needs. So we really are able to offer a lot to, to all groups of people in, in town and in the surrounding area. Yeah, again, I 100% agree. And I love how um, all three of you, for the most part, highlighted the um, amount of gratitude and that you all have for meeting people who just walk into the gardens and how it did become a safe haven, not only for Montclair residents during COVID, but for a lot of New, for a lot of New Jersey residents, too. I, for one, can definitely say, I've said this on other episodes of the podcast, specifically with the Montclair Community Farm, that if I didn't get outside more or if I didn't go to um, Branchbrook Park to see the cherry blossoms during the height of the pandemic or simply go to Van Vleck just to pass by and walk into a place I haven't been to in a while, I don't think I would have um, not only developed a deeper appreciation for nature and botany, but I wouldn't have had a um, an easier time in COVID. So it definitely helped me out a lot. I'm sure many people can also say the exact same thing. According to your website, the Montclair Foundation has supported over 70 community nonprofits, as well as given more than $2 million in grants, which is very, very generous. Um, I'm sure that 
many organizations and nonprofits around town were definitely asking for help and for grants during um, the height of the coronavirus pandemic. Did that have any effect on the Montclair Foundation and did it bring you even closer to the community? Um, I would say that definitely happened. Um, you know, we, as I mentioned, we have this nonprofit roundtable, so we have a great connection that way. There's 120 people that um, we reach out to regularly and, you know, we basically reached out to them at the start and just said, what do you need? And I just got all these emails of, you know, responses from Tony's Kitchen, from Human Needs Food Pantry, Main Street Counseling, I mean, Partners for Women and Justice, you know, it was just all of these um, organizations needed help. And, you know, we, we have limited funds to give out every year. So again, Montclair being philanthropic in nature, we started an emergency fund campaign and raised, well, we were able to give out over $100,000 just in emergency fund dollars. And that was because of the community's response. You know, they, they had trust in us to make, you know, thoughtful decisions um, with their funds. And we really were able to help um, a lot of, all, all, you know, mental health, you know, the homeless, um, every, you know, is just amazing. No, that's amazing. And it's definitely something that doesn't go unnoticed in Montclair. The Montclair Foundation, as I previously as I previously said before, um, was donated um, Montclair's beautiful and very well known Van Vleck House and Gardens by the Van Vleck family in um, 1993, and since then the gardens have been used for a multitude of reasons for um, either being a place of safe haven for people like me who love to walk into the gardens, um, a place for education and much, much more. Um, but as well as all those things, it's definitely been a place that other small businesses in town or other nonprofits have used as a place to host their own events or to use your space for their own work. Um, what impact has Van Vleck had not only on the Montclair Foundation, but I guess around the greater Montclair area? I, I can actually answer that. <laughs> um, just to kind of jump in, basically, we are really a resource for nonprofits, not only for the grant giving work that Anita mentioned, but we also provide a physical space for nonprofits to have meetings and events, as well as our upstairs offices um, are available for a few different fund foundations and funds to run their organizations from. So there are um, sort of day-to-day -day comrades in arms in the house, and then other people come in and use the house as they need. And Anita has done a great job managing the round table, as she mentioned with the other nonprofits um, joining in for previously, it was in-person conversations a few times a year. And um, before COVID struck, we were meeting quite often and it was wonderful because the topics were very varied and they really touched upon a whole bunch of different things that nonprofits were wrestling with, you know, things like fundraising or even a topic like insurance or, um, just best practices that people were able to share with each other. And that's one of the great resources that the foundation wanted to provide as having this physical location, but also just sort of the, the overall objectives of um, offering help to the community and to also supporting the arts and education. Um, another thing that Anita had touched upon was we've had groups from in, in Montclair itself, but we've also had some other 
um, neighboring towns that have great nonprofits that are providing resources. And certainly during COVID when mental health was, you know, at the forefront of conversations and of needs, we were able to kind of uh, give some grants to groups that were helping provide more counselors on call or televisits and that kind of opportunity, which is so important. Um, but for the nonprofits them, uh, themselves, they just have to have the 501c3 designation as a, a nonprofit organization, and they can come and have meetings um, inside or outside. We're happy to have people back inside these days because we were closed for our own safety um, to the public for a while and for our upstairs tenants. So we're hoping, you know, better days will bring more nonprofits to the property. We love having other people in the community come by and um, even just visit us for a day, as you were saying, Anna, just to kind of walk through and get a breath of fresh air, but also take part in the education programs that Denise works on and some of the community things we have, like our fun Scarecrows event, which came about in the last few years and was another way to kind of highlight the work that nonprofits are doing because people voted on um, which Scarecrows would win. And then in turn, the winners turned around and gave the cash donations to the nonprofits they designated. To add in terms of education, um, you know, we are able to provide programs for all ages and abilities. And that includes, you know, scout troops and school groups and senior, the seniors and adult ed and wellness. So we're really able to expand that and reach and reach everybody and give everybody an opportunity to learn at Grand Black. Denise, if there is a way that any um, listener who is really interested in participating in one of the educational programs Van Black has to offer, how could we, um, how could anyone sign up for those? So all of those um, are up on our website. So, so all signups are th through the website. Um, we also do send out an e-blast twice a month. And there, that's another opportunity to, um, to find out about what's going on. I think one of the things I wanted to bring up too with when um, the Montclair Foundation was gifted the house and gardens is that it was really um, taken care of by volunteers from the community. They dragged hoses, watered plants, you know, um, it really was a community effort in, in maintaining the gardens. Um, so that's why it's such a wonderful place, I think, for the community. And many of those volunteers are still coming by and last this year a few of them were honored um, at one of our events so um, without them um, you know who knows what would have happened <laughs> I realized like that it's more than just the two of you and Michelle it's a lot of volunteers too and um, how did that impact um, Van Black Gardens and the I guess how it was maintained during the height of the pandemic actually it was we had a wonderful influx of volunteer interest uh, by us in the garden. So at the very beginning, we put our volunteer program on hold until we could uh, enact some safety measures. Mm -hmm. But because what we do is outdoors, it was a safer place for people to be. It was a place where people could be distance and spread out and still doing something to help. So we really had a lot of people who were either working from home and had some time. We had people who 
weren't able to do their normal activities and were looking for something new to try out. So we met a lot of great people who came to us because we were the only place that they could go. And a lot of them have stuck with us. And it's just without our volunteers, we could not we could not keep the garden looking as good as it does. In fact, I have a wonderful volunteer who inputs all my volunteer log information from home. And she just finished for the last fiscal year putting in all the hours and I was shocked. We had more volunteer hours during the height of the pandemic than we've ever had going quite a few years back. It was almost a thousand volunteer hours in the garden department alone. And I, I was just, Stunned. So we, um, once we started up our programs again, um, we, we did use a few volunteers, not as many as we usually do, because we did not have our field trips coming through. Um, and all of our programs are currently um, outdoors. So it was a safe place for the volunteers that did come. We are hoping, we're planning to start our in-person field trips this spring. So we're looking forward to having our, you know, core group of volunteers back to help us with that. That's amazing. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Um, what are um, your goals for this year, both within the Montclair Foundation and also through Van Black House and Gardens? Well, in the next year, we're um, hoping to begin a campaign, uh, which will um, help to grow our endowment for increased grant giving. You know, we saw the need during. COVID um, of how much our nonprofits need us. And we would love to be able to give even more money than we currently do. And then in addition to that, we're looking to raise money to um, provide care and maintenance for the gardens and um, the house for the future. So in the garden, we have a few major projects in progress. We are in the midst of creating an outdoor education space. We also are planning a segment of our trails as an interactive fairy garden trail. And we're glad to have had a few donations toward the rebuilding of our compost bins, which have been serving us really well and as an integral part of managing all the stuff that is collected when we maintain the garden and reusing it, uh, especially in our edible garden. So uh, it's time for those to be uh, refreshed because the holders are decomposing perhaps a little bit too much like the contents they're in. And we've also uh, just trying to trying to increase yet again the the horticultural diversity in the garden. I'm, I'm working on a list right now since the last time that we had plant ID signs made, I've got about a list of 100 new plants that have been added um, and excited to be able to put that information out there in the garden. So we are super excited in the education department about our new outdoor classroom. So we're hoping that's going to enable us to expand our offerings um, and it's gonna make life a lot easier when we have our field trips coming through. So that's that's really something we're, we're looking forward to. 
And then as Laura mentioned, also the ferry trail is, is also a very exciting development. So we've been offering um, a ferry class. Um, we'll be offering it for the third time this spring. And we um, have a lot of interest in that. And it's also nice to have place to send the little ones to go you know, explore on the grounds and see where the ferries have been. So, so we're excited about that as well. Yeah, definitely, Denise. Even during my um, the end of my volunteer day at um, Van Vleck, um, they had a scavenger hunt during the holiday, um, during like the, the main holiday event in early December. And my friends and I couldn't help but walk that scavenger hunt. And it was so much fun, even for me. So to incorporate fairies with that, I know I would have a blast. So um, <laughs> although all of you have highlighted the importance of Montclair as a community on this call, um, as well as Montclair's various philanthropic endeavors to help contribute to the Montclair Foundation. I'm sure you guys are definitely encouraging more of that solely to unite and benefit um, our community even more. So how can we encourage more Montclairians to get involved with the various philanthropic endeavors throughout the community and the ones that you offer to Montclair? Um, I would say figure out what you're passionate about and then see what nonprofit matches up with that so that you can kind of put your passion into action. We have a list on our website of a lot of different um, nonprofits, not just in Montclair, but even outside of Montclair in the local area that people can definitely um, contact and see how they can get involved right on, right on the ground. I know a lot of people were hesitant in the last couple of years with COVID just to know what kind of safety protocols were being employed at different locations and what some kind of commitment like that might might actually mean, and maybe they weren't always so comfortable, but um, hopefully as things improve, uh, we'll be able to see some big goals in that respect, because a lot of nonprofits for sure have had um, some difficulty with some of their fundraising. And so any kind of grassroots movement can really help them in that direction. And then we always have sort of the more tangible things like doing food drives for our local food pantries for Tony's Kitchen and Human Needs and any other things that they kind of put the call out there for. So I would encourage people, if you check in with the locations themselves or even just take a look at social media because people at these different nonprofits are always kind of um, putting calls out and saying, hey, we really could use you know, sheets for this shelter or you know, canned goods for this particular day. And um, it's great. And once you get involved, it kind of flows from there and you meet more people and you get connected to even more organizations that are looking for help. And, and I have to say that, you know, I know you, you had mentioned that you were, you were um, involved with the Key Club and we have really used that group a lot. My kids were involved with it and it's really a great organization. So I think it's a nice way for, for students at Montclair High to get involved in um, nonprofit in the nonprofit world and just kind of really set them up for the future of being involved and volunteering because it's really it's it's a huge help for us for sure and it's nice to have the youth the energy of the youth <laughs> helping us so absolutely that's that's certainly something that I've I've experienced we have both the adult and youth volunteers in the garden and and something that people might want to think about is do it with a friend. If, if you're, if you're going to spend time with your friend, why not go ahead and, and find some way to make a difference together. And I was also going to mention there, you know, several organizations that do volunteer fairs. I know Montclair film was one of them. Um, 
And we participated in that and had a table um, to try to recruit volunteers to help in various areas, whether it was events or the gardens or in education. So that was another great way to uh, encourage people to, to join our organization and help out. Um, Eileen, Denise, Anita, and Laura, thank you so much for being on this week's episode of Humans of Montclair and taking time out of your day to um, just be on the podcast. Do you, any of you have any last words or anything like that? Um, um, take a walk in the gardens. <laughs> yeah, we're really close to Montclair High. So if you're having a bad day and maybe bombed a quiz or something, <laughs> come on over and see some beautiful flowers and plants and we have even wildlife on the property. It's a good way to just clear your head and we're close to hot bagels abroad. So we're <laughs> not that far. <laughs> good lunch spot. And thank you for featuring us. We appreciate all of the um Of course. Or... Yes, thank, thank you. you. This has been great. Yeah, thank you so much. I want to thank Anita, Eileen, Denise, and Laura, as well as the rest of the Montclair Foundation and Van Vleck House and Gardens once again for being on this week's episode of Humans of Montclair. To learn more about the Montclair Foundation, visit their website, www.montclairfoundation.org. To learn more about Van Vleck, visit their website, www.vanvleck.org. You can also follow them on Instagram at Montclair Foundation and at Van Vleck House and Gardens. I also want to say thank you so much to Montclair Radio. Montclair Radio is Montclair High School's student-run radio station that showcases all Montclair High School students' podcasts and various other media projects. Humans of Montclair is Montclair Radio's flagship podcast, and the partnership has given Humans of Montclair a platform within the Montclair High School community. We're anticipating a 2022 with lots of new content, so be sure to keep updated on all Montclair Radio-related endeavors by following their Instagram at Montclair Radio. While you're at it, support the podcast. Follow Humans of Montclair on Instagram at Humans of MTC. And check out some of our previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts or on our website, which is www.humansofmtc.com.